0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Political Panda Program. Hopefully you had a fantastic Labor Day. Of course, like most other podcast shows hosted by different people, obviously we were not, obviously I wasn't, didn't upload yesterday. That, of course, due to the fact that it Labor Day, I literally, all I did was I went into my own job and that was it. That, I spent my day trying to relax a little bit more. Hopefully you enjoyed your three-ish day weekend if you, you don't got it anyway of course over this weekend we did lose some legends we'll talk about that we'll also bring you some updates on how binomics is working out we'll also bring you some stuff in the culture as always and of course you learn a quite a bit of new stuff including some new things on where humans might have came from or where the first humans were As some new evidence is pointing to a bit of a different area than where we originally thought. So maybe some updates to the history books are in need. Of course, if you're new here and you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button, following down below on Twitter and True Social, as well as if you'd like to help out the people over in Hawaii with actually being able to straight up more or less survive and help the rebuild effort, please go down below. Top link in the description. Only charity I trust. To actively do good over there. Anyway, of course, press secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, she's the greatest of all time. Of course, Peter Ducey got another chance to uh, ask a question once again, and well, he, he decided to ask why. Uh, why does the White House treat Biden like a baby? President Biden is the oldest president in U.S. history. Why does White House staff treat him like a baby? No one treats the president
1: of the United States, the commander in chief, uh, like a baby. So there's this book that says that's ridiculous. When staff that's a ridiculous claim.
0: what sounded like a call for regime change in Russia, the president, uh, quote, rather than owning his failure, he fumed to friends about how he was treated like a toddler. Was John Kennedy ever babyed like that?
1: So look, uh, I'll say this: um, there's going to be a range, always a range of books uh, that are uh, about every administration, as you know. Uh, that's going to have a variety of claims. That is not unusual. That happens all the time, and we're not going to litigate those here. That's something that we're not going to uh, speak to. There is one thing that I do want to, because I think I was asked this question last week by one of your colleagues about this particular excerpt uh, that they uh, were referring to, and so I'll say this. You know, we did see the excerpt go, the context uh, of the excerpt, and it seemed to be making the opposite overall point about how the value of his experience and wisdom resulted in rallying the free world against authoritarianism, which is important. We have seen this. You all have seen this and passage of the most historic agenda in recent history in his handling of foreign policy like rallying the world around Ukraine, as you just heard from our national security, national security advisor who laid out in really good questions that your colleagues asked about how the president is moving forward about Ukraine, uh, about kind of leading into these conversations that he's going to be having at the
0: G20. No, he is treated like a baby. I mean, guys, we've all seen the footage. Okay, there are plenty of clips of Joe Biden straight up being led around. Okay. He gets off the plane and he gets led around the White House. He literally straight up at FEMA said, Oh, where where am I? You can literally hear it in the fucking clip. There this man has no idea where he is. He is literally a toddler eating ice cream, shitting his pants. Okay, we'll we'll go over more of Biden in just a bit because, you know, I don't want to get too angry before we honor, you know, two people that, you know, were living legends amongst, you know, people in, you know, sort of the music space. But but we'll get back to Mr. Biden and uh, his his shenanigans, his old man shenanigans. So, of course, over the weekend, we lost two people or I guess one was a little bit earlier than that but yes uh I I just I didn't get a chance to ever bring it up on the show because this happened after uh or you know like after like Friday so pretty much you know I couldn't ever cover it I remember I think this was actually on I forget what day it was I think it was like Saturday or so but it was so weird. So obviously, if uh, if you've been following the show for a little bit, I work at night. So in order to keep up that schedule, I stay up pretty much every single night when I'm not working. And so I, this is on the morning when I was up until, you know, 8 plus a.m. in the morning. And I'm just, I look over at my phone as I'm, you know, playing games, you know, sort of relaxing, you know, just filling in the time to make sure that, you know, I'm getting... You know, keeping up the schedule. And all of a sudden, I look over at my phone. And I just see the fact, Jimmy Buffett has died. And I go, what? Huh? So yes, Margarita man, Margaritaville man himself. He has passed. Uh, a living legend. Truly a fantastic musician of his time. If you've never heard Margaritaville before. Or don't even know Margaritaville. I, I don't know what you're doing. You should really, really go and start uh, listening to that it, it it's a fantastic song it's 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 a classic okay it is it is a classic uh long will he be missed another living legend literally died yesterday on labor day and i almost was going to do a show yesterday but then you know i cut myself off and this almost really put it over the edge as soon as i seen this but by the time it came out yesterday it was already time for me to go into work again and that is the fact that the lead singer of Smash Mouth is officially, uh, he, he, has, he has suffered liver failure and he died yesterday at the age of 56. Uh, truly, truly a, a devastating, uh, devastating uh, uh, day for all of us, uh, truly, truly an internet meme culture. And now, some people might say, what's Ma- Smash Mouth? And all I have to say is one word, all-star. All right, if you don't know that song, I can't help you. I can't, I can't help you. Okay? If you don't know Shrek, if you don't know All Star, I don't know how to help you. Okay? You you are too young for this world and how you found yourself even here at this program, I don't know how you found your way here if you don't know who Smash Mouth is. So, truly we lost two two legends over the weekend. Okay? Okay. If you don't know All Star, I don't know how how you don't you you really should, but yes, truly another uh, f- fantastic, fantastic musician lost at in this case to uh, young. So of course, uh, may pre- press f everyone to uh, pay your respects. press f everyone. Well now it's time to get re back to being angry again. okay, I you know, I can only keep it away for so long. So, okay, so Joe Biden tested positive for COVID, so what does that mean now? Well, I'll let Karine Jean-Pierre explain what it means for the current president of the United States, who, by the way, uh, more and more looks like he's going to keel over and, you know, no longer be with us, which would be a disaster for the entirety of Americans everywhere, because no one wants anything bad to happen to Joe Biden, especially not me, because I don't want the first genetic AI human person, first generation, to be in charge of the plan, in in charge of the U.S. That sounds like a disaster area for all of us. Anyway, here's Green Jump here, um, uh, showing off what the president will now be doing because his wife got COVID for the third time.
1: President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And he, as, as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well.
0: President- so, yes, uh, masking inside the White House is uh, back, back at it uh, once again. So there we go. Uh, Biden fully already back to the masking and now that his wife has COVID once again. So I guess uh, and enjoy, enjoy that. So, yes, it's all coming back, folks. It's the fall time of year once again. And so, of course, Biden is bringing back his mask already because of his wife's COVID. I, I would just assume he's going to end up getting COVID. Like, you know, make, make the prediction now. I'm, I'm calling it. But like the end of this week, like Biden in some way will have COVID or not, maybe because, you know, you know, we'll talk about some stuff. So, of course, President Biden was, uh, of course, talking about, uh, you know, his great, great job record with uh, with Bidenomics. Of course, he was, of course, up in Philadelphia celebrating his job creation effort, you know, his or I should say job creation record, Uh, which is not true um it's not even close to being true the only way you could call it true is if you don't have a massive pandemic in which a lot of people lost jobs to then where you then recreate a whole bunch of jobs um you know because that he didn't get there until you know almost a you know a full you know good while after even he was president so yeah, little little hard to say. Anyway, here was Joe Biden celebrating Labor Day in Philadelphia.
2: Told when I ran for president, I I told you I'd have your back, and I have. You know, there are a lot of politicians in this country who don't know how to say the word union. They talk about labor, they don't say union. It's union. I'm one of them. I'm proud to say union. I'm proud to be the
0: uh, I would just like to remind everybody, uh, union workers make up about 7% of the United States at this point. Just to let you know. And, and, and then, that, then that's, that's, that's like really, that's really low.
2: Most pro-union president according to the experts about in American history. And, I, and by the way, I make no bones about that. Folks, in this library, let me tell you what we're celebrating. We're celebrating jobs, good paying jobs. Jobs you can raise a family on union jobs. You've heard me say it before, but my dad used to have an expression. I swear to God, he said, "Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. For real, it's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, it's going to be okay,' and mean it when you say it." And he was right. And I'm determined to make that a reality for every family in this country. And we are making it a reality. Well, well,
0: well, uh, well, uh, how accurate is that statement? Uh, well, according to uh, in July of 2023, 61% of all Jesus Christ, I fucking hate ads. Fuck everything, even though I have an ad blocker on, it still doesn't protect me. Fuck everything. Anyway, hopefully your ears weren't sufficiently blown out like Joe Biden uh, continues to blow money out of your pocket. Yes. Nope. It, uh, it's still really high. And actually, of all, all earners, it is now everyone living paycheck to paycheck. From people all the way down into the 50,000s to the 100,000s are now all living paycheck to paycheck. And why is that? Well, that would be because when you, you know start to have a bit of a problem. You see, most people don't ever want to go back down in terms of their actual, you know, life. So when people start moving up in terms of pay, they don't want... And they they start maybe adopting, you know, maybe a few other, you know, subscriptions or a few other things, and they sort of get in, like, built... You know, they become a little less, you know, solid and go back to being a clay. They grab on to new things and new stuff becomes a part of their life. And they re-sol- resolidify into a brick. And then all of a sudden when inflation and, you know, interest rates and all sorts of other stuff and bills and their dollar starts going less and less, they go, oh, my goodness, what is happening? You know, I used to have so much more money in my pocket. Where Where did it go? And this, of course... ...is causing a major problem. Credit card use is massively up. I mean, it reached over $1 trillion. You and I, or like most people, live paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I basically live paycheck to paycheck, but that's due to the market of how much I make and also I get paid every week. So, it would only make sense that I live paycheck to paycheck, but for people who maybe don't, you know, maybe you get paid, you know, one time a month, every two weeks or so... You know, those two weeks can really be a stretch. You know, you can be stretching out a lot of money just to be able to make, you know, your full-on ends meet. And so Bidenomics is not working out too well. Of course, you know, Biden truly does know how to play the political game in which he sounds like a caring politician. But we all know that he doesn't. Uh, How much does he not really care uh, about you know, actual people and Americans. Well, according to some new reports coming out, uh, 40% of his presidency has been spent on vacation. And You know, just, you know, because there's a lot going on, according to, you know, there's a lot going on, so he's got to take some breaks. You know, like, he would go to East Palestine, but there's... There's a lot going on even though that happened all the way back in February you know there's a lot going on man there's a lot going on there's a lot going on because you know he's just got so much on his plate so much so much you know he's he's a busy guy he's busy with so many things and you know you know he's he's insistent though he you know, he's just very much. You know, he's very insistent. But why does he keep going to Rehobo Beach? Well, because apparently, according to him, I have no home to go to. Secret Service has torn my house up in a good way to make it secure. I have no place to go when I go to Delaware except here right now. I only am, I'm only only here for one day. Uh, no, I'm not homeless. I just have one home. I have a beautiful home. Of course, that is Joe Biden talking back in Delaware. Poor guy, you know, he only has the one home. You know, like most Americans, he has one home. Ah, oh, truly a man of the people, obviously. Truly a man of the people. God, he, he he's, he's facing a lot, guys. Don't you get it? You know, he needs to spend all that time on vacation. You know, because how else would he be able to implore, you know, a, a couple of dozen lawyers, legislative aides, communication staffers, to all be a part of his war room to fight off... You know, all the investigations that are happening against them. You know, how, how else would you do such a thing if you're, you know, Joe Biden? I mean, you've got to do something to fight off, you know, the impeachment inquiry that's going to come down any time from, you know, uh, from the House of Representatives. I mean, you know, you've got, you've got a whole whole lot of stuff, you know, coming in your way. You know, you've got a lot of corruption, people don't really think you're very empathetic, you've got one of your own biography writers saying that that literally you dropping out of the race, of the 24 race, wouldn't even be that big of a shock, I mean, you know, you're not, you're, you're failing on all fronts, whether that be foreign policy, I mean, Literally, your numbers tanked as soon as you got out of Afghanistan because of the way you did it. People would have been very happy to see us get out of Afghanistan, you know, properly and not, you know, leave, you know, billions of dollars in equipment for, you know, a bunch of barbarians. And then also for them to completely then have an entire army that was spent, you know, 20 years training to do their best then fall instantly and let the same people that were fighting for 20 years back in power just to completely remove women's rights once again. So, you know, he's not exactly doing great, as well as his response to many different disasters over the course of his presidency. He is a living, breathing, walking disaster. And so, you know, it makes sense that a war room has to take place around the amount of corruption and, you know, other stuff ...that has happened amongst him and his son. So, of course, uh, good luck to the President of the United States on his overall uh, goal of making it through. So, of course, Americans, like always, are fleeing blue states... Why? Well, because of taxes and crimes, with Illinois leading the top of the list, the top of the list where Americans are fleeing as residents struggle with high taxes, crime, and a soft economy, according to a new report that is coming out from the moving company Allied Van Lines. Since 2019, Illinois has consistently had more outbound moves than inbound moves with Allied than any other state, according to the moving company's U.S. migration report. So... Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are leaving are leaving uh, Illinois, probably out of different blue areas in the state as well as California, New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, round out the list of the top outbound states in 2022. All the top outbound states excluding New Jersey have been at the top of Allies outbound list since 2017 and all five have Democrat governors. Those who could afford to relocate moved south and settled along the Sun Belt, which offered stronger economic opportunities and a lower cost of living than the West Coast or Northeast. So, yeah, it seems to be that the top five inbounds are Arizona, according to their allied data, is Arizona, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. So, a lot of people are fleeing, uh, of course, out of those states. Uh, So, yeah, no... But, you know, they're not doing as well for some of those, those some of those states, you know, it's not really even just that they're, you know, exactly expensive states. It's just the growth in that state, in some of those states, are also just not as good as some of the other states where they can maybe give a better line. Uh... Of course, you know, while New York City tops the list of cities with outbound moves, three of the five top five slots for top outbound cities are located in California, which should not surprise you, as Anaheim as number two, followed by San Diego, Chicago, and Riverside. So, yeah, there's a lot of data coming out that's pointing that a lot of people are leaving these cities in droves. This is what happens when you continually don't look at the problems that are facing you and go, maybe we should try something else. Instead, you keep doubling down, which is what you see in cities like San Francisco, inside of, literally inside of the city of Chicago. Think about the city of Chicago. Lori Lightfoot destroyed more of that city, more and more, made it even worse left that place in ruins as she brought it in. And so, you know, me being as naive as I thought, you know, and many others of us, we're like, oh, maybe they've decided to, you know, actually go for somebody different. And then all of a sudden this new guy gets in and he's somehow even worse. And you go, so you guys learned nothing. You guys learned nothing. You can't help stupid people. I'm, I'm sorry. If you continue to make the same bad decision over and over again... On something as, uh, like crime in the, state, in the state in your state in your city, I can't help you. I I, I can't. It's not I, I I cannot help you in the case of not making the same silly decision. Same thing with New York. Same thing with California. We cut co- we cover them on the show basically every single show because they are dumpster heap fireplaces. Okay. You could literally set the place on fire, and most people living there would be like, "Ah, just just another day, another day in the city," you know, in New York and in Southern California. It's just another another day, just another another day. I I mean, you know, because it's it's normal in in big cities now, apparently, and now apparently it it even happens over in places where you wouldn't expect, and that's that's homeless pooping on the streets. Apparently, even over in fucking Wyoming, the homeless population inside the city of, uh, of Casper is apparently so bad that uh, of the roughly 200 homeless people in the streets of uh, residing there have created a 500-pound mess of human feces on the fucking street. That's impressive. In some ways, that is impressive. They have had to clean up roughly 500 pounds of human feces downtown, where a sizable portion of the homeless population loiters, while others stay in nearby parks and sleep in their cars. I mean, you know, people do desperate things to defer to desperate measures, so you know, not surprising. But th- this is this is our this is your major U.S. cities, and even in a place like Casper, Wyoming. By the way, Casper, like Wyoming as a whole, is a tiny state in terms of its population. Right? It is. It is tiny in comparison to some of the other states. So just imagine, okay, if there's about 500 pounds of poop out of 200 people who are homeless just in the city of of Casper. Okay, how many? Let's see here. How many homeless are in like San Francisco, for example? We'll 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 just pick San Francisco out of the crowd here. So there there are about seven thousand seven hundred fifty four people. In about twenty twenty two, so as of last year. So let's let's take that into example here. Okay, so if if just inside of the city of Casper, Wyoming, there can be out of two hundred people, there is about five hundred pounds of poo, right? There there is that much poo. So if we if we take that divided by that number, thirty-eight times what 70, 38 times that so what so it's about 19,000 pounds of poo is on the streets of San Francisco. About 19, 19.3 thousand pounds of poo. That's over a few tons of poo. There 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 are metric tons of poo. That that is almost 9 tons worth of human feces and poo. Is about estimated to be on with it has been on the like streets of california's of of San Francisco over the past few years That is a lot of poo that is disgusting that that is a problem for all of these cities and they should maybe uh should maybe think about putting in some solutions to fix that there is some easy solutions um but of course they're uh, too obvious and uh not very uh so-called empathetic obviously so bringing you into the culture so I have to ask many questions about where Hollywood is at you know with places like Disney sinking like a ship and screaming out everything is fine or being literally like on the movie Titanic where you have all the musicians as the boat still sink as the boat sinking still playing music like everything is fine I sometimes have to ask what truly wins awards and what doesn't these days? Okay, so apparently Emma Stone is in a new movie called Poor Things, and it's a bit of a unique fil- film. You know, it, it's it's a definitely a unique film. So apparently, it, it debuted at a film festival on Saturday, and is a work of a of a Greek filmmaker, who is best known for some other Oscar winning films such as the winning films such as The Favorite. And apparently this one could end up getting nominated too. But this film is a little, um, well, wacko, some could say. So the sci-fi black comedy is based on a book from, or I should say a novel, back in 1992, of the uh, same name. In which it follows a stone playing Bella, a Victorian woman who dies by suicide, but is then brought back to life by a scientist who is also her guardian. Dr. Goodwin uh, Baxter, aka William William Defoe in the movie, revives her implementing the brain of a newborn baby into her body, which effectively makes her the a child with a woman's body. Things become creepy as Bella discovers a preoccupation with sexual activity despite still having a child's mind. The story is essentially a retelling of Frankenstein, but with a healthy dose of graphic sex scenes. Of course, the uh, director defended the movie's raunchiness at a press conference at the Venice Film Festival. Actually, a different one than the one that they even showed off the film at the Telluride Film Festival. At, where, of course, it was, you know... That saying that sex was intrinsic to the novel and essential to demonstrating Bella's freedom is very important for me to not make a film that would be prudish because it would be completely straying, uh, betraying the main character. So we had to be confident Emma had to have no shame about her body, nudity, and engaging in those scenes. Understood that right away. The great thing about me and Emma is that we've made four films together. This is our uh, there is a shorthand and we communicate without having to explain or talk too much about things. As soon as I started saying something about sex, she said, yes, of course, it's Bella we will do. So first of all, I just have to say, um, this this really sounds a, a little weird, you know, because the entire idea is that it's a film where where she, she where a person has essentially has a woman's body but a child's brain. Does anybody anybody not seeing a problem here? Is anybody and their sex scenes in the movie? Now of course a uh, little weird little weird I'm gonna say it just a little weird awards though apparently awards apparently nominations and awards though uh little weird anyway anyway is just, just something for just something for your mind to think about um on uh, on today anyway anyway uh finally to end off today so a skull of a 8.7 million year old ape found in turkey might suggest something different about our ancestors the skull uh that is a newly identified ape is said to be the first known uh radiation of uh, early hominids a group that includes african apes and humans scientists claim that the skull proves that you know that people have evolved in western and central europe and spent over five million years there before migrating to africa from the mediterranean the widely held view that our ancestors evolved in Africa largely stems from a skull of a previously found uh you know species which is believed to be the oldest known human in the family tree that it lived up to 7 million years ago So now it seems that we have a new version of people in which now there is actually new stuff in which we might have actually came from Europe instead. So these are big findings. Uh, Always good to see history slash science pushing pushing us further and further. It's good to always see. And this could really change up the timeline and could cause some uh, rewrites into the history books. Uh, But it's good to see... Glad to see some new research being found for the world. So, truly, it's fantastic to see history still evolving, ever-changing, and really us finding out our past and where we came from, and truly just showing us how long it's been to just evolve to where we are now. Well, anyway, that is going to do it for today's show. Of course, if you're new here and you haven't already, and you made it this far, I don't know why you haven't subscribed, follow over on Twitter, True Social, and of course... Join me tomorrow for another episode of the show. Of course, have a good rest of your day, and I will see you on Tuesday. Or actually, it's Wednesday. Fuck, even I don't remember what day it is anymore. Anyway, see you later.